There are more than 3.8 billion social media users in the world. With a population of just over 7 billion, over half the globe uses some form of social media. But we want to talk about the first generation to grow up with Twitter, Instagram, and every other app that has seemingly shaped our childhood. Hi, I'm Sophia Ladigo, a 17-year-old girl, and I've had social media since third grade. Yes, you heard that right. I was 8 years old when I downloaded Instagram onto my Apple iPod Touch. My username, cutiegirl214, and my first follower being my older sister. The sole reason I got the app? To be cool like her. I wasn't even a preteen when I started to think I had to have social media to be popular. This idea carries into almost all teens today, but now instead of being cool because you're the first kids allowed to have Instagram, we base our popularity on followers and self-worth on likes. Everyone's guilty of it. Sending the pictures to your friends so you can pick the best one, editing it to perfection, posting the photo because of how much you loved your creation, and then deleting it because it didn't get enough likes. Our generation has grown to believe random acquaintances' opinions are more important than our friends' or our own. It's an unspoken rule that our pages must be the absolute best versions of ourselves. For teens, social media isn't about keeping old friends updated on our lives like our parents. It's to present the best facade so people will like us. All this is why adults have decided social media is bad for kids and we should limit our exposure. But even with the pressure we put on ourselves to be perfect, it's, well, fun. We spend hours on apps like TikTok because the content we make and watch is funny. Nine times out of ten, teens will continue to use social media despite the pressure. Now let's get another teen's input. Please welcome Isabella, an 18-year-old girl who also happens to be an older sister. Hi, Bill. Hi. So how old were you when you started using social media? Um, I was around fourth or fifth grade when I got my first social media, which was Instagram. And then why do you use social media? I use social media to, you know, stay in touch with my friends and family and see what they're up to and also post things so they can see what I'm up to. And then how do you think social media has changed our generation? I think it's definitely have both positive and negative effects. Um, one of the positive would be like it's allowed people to stay in touch more a lot with like, um, you know, their friends and family, like I said before. But it's also created a lot of like, stereotypes and like um like internet bullying and things like that so there's definitely a positive and negative so social media will forever be regarded as a major factor in generation z's life so i'll turn it over to my co-host to break this down further hey everybody i'm sammy aguirre and i'm here with my 13 year old sister sydney we're going to talk a little bit about how social media has changed the way people interact with each other We avoid the discomfort of speaking face-to-face with someone we like or someone we don't know well by having conversations online through social media. I've personally totally experienced this in the past, and I realized it's a lot easier to have nerve-wracking conversations through a screen, but then once you see that person in real life, you almost don't even know how to act. According to the Pew Research Center, over 90% of American teenagers with access to cell phones text. It's the most common communication tool. Did you know that two-thirds of teens report using social media to make new friends? This is definitely a concept unique to our generation, and communicating online has kind of replaced face-to-face interaction in some ways. Instead of hanging out with friends, 90% of teens use social media to connect with the friends they already have daily. Before social media, kids had to call their friend's house or physically meet in person. This change isn't necessarily a bad thing, because kids still spend physical time with their friends, but they also have the opportunity to talk to them a lot more. Personally, I spend a lot of time hanging out with my friends, but when I'm not with them, it's almost like there's a rolling conversation going on 24-7. 
I'll text my best friends for hours while doing other things, which makes me feel connected to them even when we're not together. It's not a surprise that people make friends online that they've never met before or go on dating apps in search of romantic relationships. Social media has allowed us to reach people that we probably never would have met before, which is a double-edged sword due to the fact that sometimes you really don't know who it is you're talking to behind the screen. The way social media has influenced us socially is interesting, and we're going to explore that with my sister. Okay, so now we're going to get a middle schooler's perspective on social media and how it's changed her life. So this is my sister, Sydney. Hi. Hey, Sid. So what do you think about social media? Do you feel like it's influenced the way you make friends? Um, Not really, but it definitely has allowed me to get closer with some friends that I already had because even if they're not someone that I would, like, hang out with outside of school, I could still just, like, talk to them, like, yeah. text them or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I feel like the same way that I do that, too. So, have you ever made an online friend that you didn't know in person? I haven't. I mean, I've definitely made friends with people that are, like, in my school, yeah. but never with someone that I've never, like, seen or heard of. Yeah. Yeah, I've never, I've never made an online friend in that way either. Um, do you find that you use social media as a replacement for face-to-face interactions? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Like, if me and my friends want to hang out or something and we're busy or we can't, yeah. um, sometimes we'll FaceTime each other or something so it's like we're still together even though we're not. Yeah. <laughs> my friends and I do the same thing, too. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to connect with the people that you love, you know? Yeah, yeah all right, girly. Thank you so much for being on our show. You're welcome. In today's world, many of us rely on social media platforms to connect with others. While social media has its benefits, it's so important to remember it will never be an accurate replacement for real-world human connection. Ironically, the technology used to bring people together can tear apart your mental health. Multiple studies and research I found have shown the correlation between heavy social media use and a declining healthy mindset. Social media can promote inadequacy about your life or how you choose to live it. People tend to only share the highlights of their life, obviously, but that can bring feelings of dissatisfaction or FOMO. It can increase depression, anxiety, stress, and feelings of isolation. The pressures of fitting in with society drives low self-esteem and poor self-image, contributing to constant comparison or or even eating disorders. Cyberbullying takes a huge toll on minds and emotions, and the list goes on and on. I'm Lindsay, I'm here with my older brother, Tyler, who's 21, and we're going to be hearing his point of view concerning social media's effect on mental health. So Tyler, have you ever personally experienced negative effects of social media and how did you deal with it? I personally haven't really dealt with anything negative towards me, but I know you know, a few of my friends have gotten gotten into arguments on, you know, Twitter or Instagram with other people. So I could definitely see it having a negative effect on people in the in the aspect that they could get bullied on it and people could, you know, hide behind the screen, um, and, you know, and not, you know, take responsibility for what they're actually saying. Um, and just to add to that, I know I, ha- I had a bunch of social media um, growing up, actually got rid of a few accounts just because I didn't want to see any of that negati- negativity um, in my life. And do you think older generations, specifically parents, are aware of how much social media can affect mental health? Um, I think some do, because some obviously have social media. 
But then there's, you know, the other half or, you know, the other kind of parents who don't have social media and they don't really understand, you know, how people can be treated on that and like what it really is and how it could affect the, you know, a people's, uh, you know, mental health. So I think that most adults don't because they didn't grow up, grow up with it like us. Um, in a generation where you grow up with social media, it's definitely, um, you know, more difficult to navigate because, you know, when you were a kid, um, as you know, who's an adult now, you would just go home and not experience the bullying because there's no screen. But now, um, if someone, you know, kind of gets bullied, they, you could do it in school and they could go home and you'd see it on the screen as well. I totally agree. Thank you so much, Tyler, for your point of view and your opinions. As you can see, everyone has a different opinion on social media. But whether you think it's good or bad, there's no denying that it's a part of many teenagers' lives and it plays a key role in our generation. We hope this perspective can give you an insight on the effects of social media and it helps anyone who hopes to understand more about teenage issues. We're your hosts, Sammy, Sophia, and Lindsay, and that was your teen take on social media.